Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, the Chancellor of Germany was here not so long ago, and what they wanted was natural gas from Canada. And uh, we don't have it to export. Well, we have it, but we can't export it because we don't have anything of Tidewater to get it to Germany. So they settled for this non-binding agreement for um, whatever that other substance is. Oh, yeah, hydrogen. But the process is not in place to export it. And the plant that it's going to be exported from, brick one, has not been set. And this is supposed to start in 2025. So you can draw your own conclusions as to how successful that's going to be. But how is Europe faring heading into the fall and winter season and this developing energy crisis and Germany, which arguably is at the core of the problem in Europe, is now resorting to burning coal again or has already resorted to burning coal. And they've granted licenses for gas exploration offshore. But their nuclear plants are still offline. You know, when it comes to Berlin, my old cliche, you can't outthink those who aren't thinking, I think works. Professor Thierry Bro is back with us, professor at Sciences Po in Paris, leading expert on the geopolitics of oil and gas and energy security, oil and gas expert at the French Energy Ministry, where he was responsible for energy security for France. Thierry, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. But before we do anything else, tell us about those scientists who glued themselves to the floor of a Porsche dealership. What was that about? Well, I think it's all about dogma, Roy. I mean, uh, people still think that uh, we can uh, go through this energy transition by forcing ourselves to do stuff that are against science. As you rightly stated, I mean, hydrogen doesn't exist and it makes no sense to wait for hydrogen. If we wait for, if we wait for hydrogen, we are going to be cold. Uh, we are going to be in the dark and we are going to get poorer also uh, because we are, we are right now in the middle of a deindustrialization process. And those people are shouting and making more and more noise. And the question is, are we listening to them or are we going to listen to science? Yeah. Uh, when I saw them, glued, that they glued themselves to the floor in front of this very expensive Porsche, I did tweet out, have you thought this thing through? Because I started to be concerned about their internal plumbing and who is going to be taking care of that. But uh, a couple of them have been lifted out by, I guess, paramedics. Let's talk about what the reality is in Europe, though. Have the prospects for sufficient energy for European countries improved since we last spoke? Or are dark days, literally dark days ahead? I think what improved is that we are having a nice weather. In fact, those policymakers that we are trying to fight global warming are going to benefit from global warming, at least for now. So we have a very nice October uh, so far. And so therefore, we are seeing prices going uh, slightly lower. But this doesn't mean that uh, 
the tightness in the market isn't going to revert as soon as winter kicks in. And this is, by the way, what Vladimir Putin is, is playing. And uh, we haven't been very well prepared. Yes, our gas storage are high. Uh, but again, I mean, we only started the process of thinking of buying jointly gas at the EU level this week. And we don't even know what kind of process we are going to do. So I think perhaps the message from, from my part of the pond is, well, we are going to face some dark days, some cold days, and we are getting poorer. And so therefore we need, and please think uh, when, when you're on the other side, we need more gas and this gas is going to be to come from somewhere. So if it doesn't come from Canada, then it will come from Qatar, then it will come from uh, other places. And uh, diversification is something very important. And having gas from allies, I think is much better than having gas from uh, people that we can't trust as we had with Russia. Yeah, no question. And uh, so the message to the Canadian governments uh, from you, and uh, I would imagine others in Europe is, please provide us with the gas that you have that we need in order to continue to move forward for as long as we need it. And uh, we're not going to be able to just jump from one system, from one method of heating and, and providing energy to another without uh, without a transition period. Putin is still shoving his nose in, though, isn't he, Terry? He's saying, well, I can still sell you gas if you want it, but you're going to have to come to me. And uh, do you think that anyone's going to pay attention to that? Well, I think what Putin is playing is what I would call the Ukrainian fatigue. How much people are going to be uh, resilient when you're in the dark and when you're cold and when, you're lost, when you've lost your job because there are plants that are already stopping. I mean, we don't produce any fertilizer any longer in Europe. We don't have uh, the gas. We don't uh, produce uh, gas. So the gas industry has stopped. So I think this is what he plays. And we are only at the beginning of winter. I, uh, fortunately, so far, winter has been extremely mild, even warm. And so therefore, this is what he plays. Who knows? And again, what he plays also is to try to disunite Europe. I mean, you rightly stated, I mean, the problem comes from Germany. Are the Italian, are the French going to accept this forever when Germany is a very rich country? And again, very recently, Germany stated that they were going to put 200 billion euro on the table for their own citizen when when other countries like Italy cannot afford this. Uh, so the Germans are going to be immune from those extreme high prices, while the Italian may not. And so therefore, this will create some dis, uh, this will disunite Europe. And this is what Vladimir Putin is playing. Yeah. Did I read correctly that uh, France has actually started to help Germany with its situation? And if so, do you think there could be a reality in uh, in Europe where countries do help each other as much as possible? Because you and I have also spoken in the past about uh, nations or countries in Europe, individual countries, looking at their domestic populations and saying, we need to take care of our people. Good luck with yours. Yes, uh, you're right. I mean, France did help a little bit uh, with some gas in Germany. But again, my reading here is 
Remember, the weak uh, state in this crisis is not Germany, it's France, because we have two problems. We have the gas from Russia and we have our nuclear that are still offline. And so if you look at the kind of energy demand that we are facing in France, the reduction in 2022 versus 2021, if we take only the gas and the nuclear that is missing, is something more than what we've seen in COVID. So this is going back to lockdown. So this is why France is helping Germany, because we hope that Germany will provide us from electricity, from coal, unfortunately, to try to uh, heat our houses uh, during winter. None of this was necessary, was it? None of it was necessary. Absolutely right. We, it's self-infected. Uh, we, we've, we've done ourselves the, the good job of engineering this crisis. And unfortunately, as I'm being saying to you, I mean, we have uh, policy leaders that first for the first 18 months were thinking that this wasn't a crisis and now now trying to solve it. But I think, unfortunately, they don't understand. I mean, we were talking this week in Brussels about capping gas prices. And what, 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 what this crisis has shown us is traders have been in a position to help us to reroute those LNG cargoes, those liquefied natural gas cargoes from the US uh, to uh, Europe instead of from the US to China. And so therefore, we had some security of supply, unfortunately, at extreme high prices. But if policymakers are interfering and capping the price, I fear we are getting, uh, we are going to get much less gas, which is going to make the crisis worse. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.